0: If you want to grow as a person, you have to put yourself in situations that are uncomfortable. And I think there's a lot of untapped potential in people by not giving themselves the benefit of the doubt to thrive in unconventional, uncomfortable situations.
1: Sharing pain grows our experience. Sharing experience grows our stories. Sharing stories grows our wisdom. We all walk different paths, but instead of comparing what we can't control on the road, we can listen and reflect in the shoes of others, so we can learn to be better teammates, leaders, and friends. I'm Rob. I have two master's degrees, but I'm living a growth mindset in action, and I love working with my podcast team to share stories that sharpen our empathy. Let's empower growth together by witnessing the people around us for what really makes the extraordinary possible, our heart and hard work. heart, hard work, action. And we're live. Caleb Norgaard, pleasure to have you here as a great friend. And what are you drinking?
0: I am drinking coffee. It is currently uh, 340 here in the Eastern Time Zone. So this coffee has been reheated, but it still tastes wonderful.
1: You're a big coffee drinker, aren't you?
0: I definitely do not let a pot of coffee go bad. Um, (laughs) I have no problem microwaving coffee in fact sometimes I do prefer
1: it I don't know if that falls under a love of coffee or just a love of making sure everything gets used. you love making sure everything gets gets drank at the table right you
0: know China got uh, hot liquids instilled in me so coffee has kind of taken over that rush way that I've been missing uh these last couple of
1: years Fantastic. So you're you're alluding to it a little bit, but as we get into it, our listeners might be drinking their coffee, maybe their wine at the end of the day, or maybe they're driving to work and shouldn't be drinking at all. So we're just gonna be careful. So I'll do the drinking. I'll take a couple sips every time we get to say something profound. I've loved that you've been a friend and colleague, and we've learned from each other in our challenge network since we met in China. And before I get too far away with giving you an introduction, I want to know the first question that we ask on this podcast is is who are you? And not you know, how are you? We're trying to ask those better questions. So how do you want to be witnessed?
0: I think, you know, let's start with who am I? You know, I am the father of two. I think that's important first, not what you do, but who are you? I'm a husband to Leanna. I have two beautiful kids in Magnus and Freya, but I wanna be viewed or witnessed as someone who's intentional uh, with their time and ambition that is constantly evaluating and thinking about the future, and just the consequences of what your actions are today and tomorrow. I think that's important and actually imperative to have successful relationships and to minimize regrets in life.
1: That's awesome. And so we're going to get to learn a ton from your experience, as we believe we have something to learn from everyone. This podcast is about talking about it and reflecting on it. So uh, to give you a little bit more of an introduction, you, you, you know, and things you're proud of, that you graduated with a 3.6 GPA and earned it at, at GE Healthcare, and you interned at GE Healthcare, and you were a rotational engineer at SRG Global, starting the third shift supervisor, eventually moving to China to run the tooling for all of Europe, which is really awesome, the fact that we met while you were in China, and just cool to think about how everything has laid out and how the turn of events has brought our lives together and now interconnected to know you, Liana, Magnus, and Freya, uh, love those kids, and it's cool that we'll have a chance to share more of your story throughout this podcast and conversation. We're going to throw you into the hot seat to laugh a little bit with you, and we're going to look back and learn at some of your top experiences that have had a vivid impact on you and changed the way you think. I'm certain that China is going to play a role in that. And then we're going to put you in a hot seat one more time to go into a little more depth and ask you to tell a star story to practice communication and what we can learn about being able to share our stories and take pride in what we've done. You sound ready for it.
0: I'm ready. Let's go.
1: A little bit sick, but we're going to run with it. Here we go. In the hot seat. First question. Are you an early bird or a night owl?
0: I am maybe not one of each, but I am preferably a, a night owl. Sorry. Uh, mornings are just rough. You know, <laughs> I'm not much of a morning guy.
1: When we were training that showed. Uh, what's a movie you never get tired of?
0: there are so many great movies, but, uh, the gladiator to me is one of those that just never gets old. Um, just a story of redemption and, uh, just a story of sticking to your core values.
1: Are you not entertained? If you're stuck on an Island, what book would you bring?
0: I think I would bring, uh, one book that I strive for a long time to read cover to cover, uh, which is the count of Monte Cristo. Uh, I read that while in China and just, uh, I've always been infatuated by the writing of it, but also the length of it. Uh, for those that don't know, it's an extremely long book.
1: What's one food that you never get tired of?
0: I could eat chili for the rest of my life. Every year. Every
1: <laughs> or if you're like Magnus, you cover yourself in lasagna at two years old. Would yeah. you like chunky or smooth peanut butter? Uh, chunky all day. Regular or sweet potatoes?
0: You know, my wife has definitely won me over to the sweet potato side. So, Okay, two for two.
1: Those are crucial questions for this podcast so far. Not really. What's your real life superpower?
0: You know, secretly, I'm really good at just picking up things the first time. You know, whether it's pickleball, whether it's like swimming, whether it's uh, foosball, I just pick up things very well.
1: Interesting. That's a little bit counter to the heart of this podcast, but we do love your grit and perseverance and your intentionality. Would you rather swim, bike, or run?
0: I would prefer to bike.
1: Interesting. And what, last question, what's an animal that describes your spirit?
0: You know, I really think I am, uh, the animal, the elephant, uh, lazy at heart, but yet, uh, intelligent and thoughtful in their planning. You know, elephants can remember encounters from years and years ago. So I think that uh, that's my soul.
1: Very cool. Nice to get to build a little bit of relationship with you and have some fun with those questions a little bit more than just uh, how are you. So now I want to learn and I know there's always something to learn with you and we do a great job of being each other's challenge network. I want to share some of those Awesome reflections that we've had over the years and make it more available and accessible to other people to be able to expand their mindsets. Thinking back to experiences that really changed the way you think and had a vivid impact on your life, your career, your passion, your, your relationships, what are some of the what's the top one that comes to mind? Or one of, I know there's so many. What's one that comes to mind for you?
0: You know, when I graduated college and started as a rotational engineer down in Tennessee. Um, someone asked me, you know, what do I want to do in five to 10 years or where, where do you want to go? And I've always been someone that thought it's less about where I want to go as opposed to where do I see a hole and how do I fill it? Um, I'm really big into filling the needs and trying to recognize needs and fill those holes. And so I realized in my company that injection molding was a weakness. It was an area of lots of older knowledge with no young talent. And so I was somehow able to find myself in a role learning the skills needed to to eventually, you know, four years later end up in China, uh, where I was you know one of the lead experts for injection tooling in China for all of Europe. And so I think for me, you got to mix what you're good at with also what you're passionate about. And so for me, I found taking a sip the more I got into it, the more I loved it. And it wasn't one of those things that day one I loved. It was one of those things. Once I dove into it and found the need and filled the need, I really started to love.
1: Nice. I, I, I took a sip because I love the fact that you're intentional about finding a problem to solve and mixing that with your passion. I feel like that's been a core theme of my life of your life and in choosing challenges and like kind of we're talking about today how you can be intentionally uncomfortable and what that does to open up opportunities if you can solve problems wherever you go
0: yeah i think it's really important you know not to overwhelm yourself but if you want to grow as a person you have to put yourself in situations that are uncomfortable and I think there's a lot of untapped potential in people by not giving themselves the benefit of the doubt to thrive in unconventional, uncomfortable situations.
1: So putting yourself in a position where you have to be challenged. So I think that you speak, what you're speaking about is that intentionality to be uncomfortable. When people say, be comfortable being uncomfortable, which kind of just sounds like an, a, a paradox, but for you, it's become more than just vague advice. But in fact, you're intentional about being uncomfortable by choosing problems that are, Slightly overwhelming that are going to require to stretch you, they're going to make you have to think in different ways.
0: Exactly. It's easy to follow the norm, to fulfill your role, to be in the entry position, to stay within your defined box or tasks, to put yourself out there takes a risk and is uncomfortable. And I think that's something that people need to bet on themselves more to work on developing themselves.
1: Nice. I'm glad you got to add a little bit more detail into what that's meant to you and hopefully that gives listeners something to reflect on. So I'm I'm going to take a sip on you defining and helping us reflect on what it means to be uncomfortable, being uncomfortable. And um, while I do that, can you tell us a little bit more about what the second vivid takeaway uh, reflection has been for you?
0: So the second one for me uh, comes back to when I was in Tennessee. Um, at this point I had been a third shift supervisor, a giant snowstorm hit, and we had to shuffle personnel around to make deliveries. And so here I am as a 21-year-old 20, still. Sorry, I was trying to figure out how old I was at the time. Now running first shift molding with about 30 people reporting to me. And I had succeeded the first week. I had succeeded the second week. And so then they're like, you know what, let's just leave you here. And so I ended up running first ship molding for nine months later. However, towards the waning moments of the nine months, uh, there's just a lot of demands in automotive and in a production facility. And so there's one day where we were behind uh, the schedule. We were behind demands. And I had a team leader that I would rely on a lot and they did a great job for me. But one day I questioned what they were doing. And, you know, I blew up on them of why they hadn't done this and this and this and this yet. And it turned out that they already had. And that when I looked at the computer, the computer just hadn't updated yet correctly to what they had done. And so in that moment, recognizing the amount of trust I had lost on their faces as I was blowing up, really engraved to me that you know, trust is one of those things that takes months and years to build, but you can lose it very quick. Mm. And so that's one thing that I learned is just do not lose your cool. You know, things can blow up, money can be wasted, you know, things happen, but uh, to regain and to hold on to trust is the most important.
1: Yeah, that's big. I, I mean, I took a sip too, especially because you, you, with the call out to emotional intelligence, really like emotional intelligence to catch yourself in the moment and avoid blowing up and to reground yourself and to not let that pressure because it's always like we don't have blowups, we don't have stresses we don't have challenges when we don't have time pressure when we don't have external forces acting on us and making us uncomfortable against our will right so being kind of tying into your first point about choosing those uncomfortable positions means you can kind of go into them with a little bit more intentionality and then for the second reflection, you can be a little bit more cognizant when of what are some of the signs when you are catching yourself, you know, th- like, this isn't me, I'm blowing up, I'm losing myself. So I'm thinking about that a little bit more. What are some of those ways that you catch yourself now and from what you've learned from that, what you've reflected on that to be more emotionally intelligent and tied into like what you're, what you're feeling in the moment?
0: You know, to quote one of the greatest film franchises of all time, uh, The Fast and the Furious, um, right, <laughs> Naturally. Uh, he asked, um, he asked him, you know, Brian, you know what your meal ticket is, right? You don't lose your cool. And so, uh, that's kind of where this comes from. And I think in order for you to handle $10,000 problems, you have to be able to handle a thousand problems without losing your cool in order to handle $500,000 problems. You got to be able to handle a hundred thousand dollar problems without losing your cool in order to handle a million dollar problem. You know, it. It doesn't change no matter what the volume is, no matter what the program is. It's the same holding your composure, sticking together with your team and working through the problem, no matter the size. And the better you get at that, the more you can handle bigger problems.
1: Definitely Some composure and understanding how to be cognizant of our brain, metacognitive, thinking about emotional intelligence and and mindfulness, it goes right alongside with intentionality and that really executive skills that are not just like emotional intelligence. Like I thought of it when I was a kid, we just did the episode with Jack that was outstanding and just came out recently, but just talking about the functional skills of emotional intelligence and executive skills to be able to not only work collaborative whenever collaboratively when everything is great, but also when there's challenges and when you're facing them. And I love that you brought in the fast and the furious. I would I'll, I'll tie up mine with a bow and I'll say a famous Will Farrell quote if you if our listeners can guess the movie, I'll be really impressed. He says, we gotta keep our composure. Um I'm gonna leave it at that as a little challenge for hard and hard work listeners. And uh I want to get to the third vivid thing that really changed your experience and changed the way you you uh, you think the way that you act in your, your own mindset. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
0: Yeah, my last one. You know, I I try choosing learning moments for myself for the listeners. You know, you're not gonna learn anything from my successes, but I hope you learn from my failures. And so my third yep. one is, you know, post college I got a public intox. For those uh, public intoxication, um, I went out uh, late drinking with some friends. And when you play catch-up drinking and you haven't drank in years or months because you've been working in Tennessee, um, you know, people quickly try to remember the college version of you or the past of you. And when you get caught up in society and peer pressure and that kind of things, uh, it leads to regret. And so I got to a point where obviously my body was not the same as it was in college and I drank too much. And I was trying to find my way back to my friends. I was walking there because my phone had died. And I tripped and knocked myself out. And I woke up in the hospital uh, with a ticket in my pocket. And so it was a very eye-opening experience to me because I think people, I think few people will tell you, oh, yeah, you know, alcohol is not good for you. But no one really warns you of what alcohol can do. Um, I think alcohol is uh, one of society's greatest lies, that it uh, it definitely can be a friend, um, but there's a dark side to it. And so having gone to some AA meetings to just listen and learn from those that are really struggling with it, um, just opened my eyes to just the global problem. You know, it does not affect homeless only. It does not affect, you know, the... The select few, you know, it attacks everybody. You know, from all cultures, from all status, from all occupations, and so to me, it was very eye-opening that uh, you're the only one responsible for your life, and if you're not confident in who you are, um, society is going to take control of that and take control of you, and so this yeah. was a a big reminder for me uh, that you know. I'm in charge of my life and I'm responsible for that. And that's something that I have to own and live up to.
1: Yeah, that's a powerful third like reflection. And and thank you for sharing it because it's powerful. It's not something that anyone would certainly get a chance to know about you if they just met you and they just had a passing by asking you how you are, how's your day. But that has had a vivid impact on you, your life, your intentionality, the way you show up for your family, for your relationships, for the people that you care about. And I think all three of your takeaways, if I could kind of just summarize it all is really you talk a lot about intentionality, you talk and being uncomfortable, you talk about mindfulness, and you talk about ownership and how those three things together have been really core, pivotal and important parts of your life and shaping the way that you are. So I just want to say thanks for giving us that perspective into your life, your experiences. Appreciate it. And so going a little bit deeper, we're moving into our star story and we're, we've moved from this connection to this perception, we have perception to connection, now reflection with looking back on your star story. I want to go deeper and for listeners that don't know, or if this is their first time a star story is when you're asked to frame a situation, task, action, and results. Typically it's done during business interviews, but I think you've already done a great job of telling stories in this, in this podcast, coffee chat, but It's just helpful to sharpen these skills in general for communicating and life skills to be able to articulate. And so the question that we wanna ask you to frame up for us and kind of a situation we can learn from and we'll do a little feedback after is, tell us about a time when you had to make a decision without certainty.
0: Yeah, so I just got off a meeting with work for this that I thought would perfectly kind of wrap up a star story. So a situation, I'm a tooling engineer, For each tool I build, I have to pick a shrink rate that I believe the plastic will shrink to when it's cold. Uh, Oftentimes we get recommendations from the suppliers or we test the material ourselves. I had done this and I had used a number that I believed was correct from tests that we had ran. Right before we kicked it off, I got measurements and reports from a fellow coworker that has used this material and his parts were small. And so by being that small, they offered up the question, do you want to change yours? There was a lot of uncertainty because it ran once in China and we had never ran it before. And so there was all this uncertainty of, can we trust this new knowledge? So, you know, the task that we quickly worked on was we reviewed the data. You know, we looked at his part versus my part. We looked at his data. Is it reliable? Is it not? We planned a pause for one week before we could run it again and validate the numbers. We ran it one more week and we were told that it improved greatly from the first one that was very small to the second one, which was nearly correct. So then the decision to me was, do you save money, save time, and keep to the current shrink, or do you spend nickels up front to change that shrink to help you down the road, but then it is still spending money and it is still delaying time. And so I had chosen to stay the course and not change. This was with ambiguity, obviously, because my data was still raw. It was undefined, um, but to me, It was the decision I made at the time. Uh, The results was that even the changes from the first one to the second one showed that it was not enough. And so my parts will end up being small as well because that's what we're seeing on the other tool. Uh, We ran my tool once already and the preliminary does show it's small. Is there area to work with? Yes, but in hindsight, I think what I learned from this process is no matter what level of data you get, you need to make a decision based off it. I think in this situation, I didn't move. I didn't move the needle left or right. And I think you need to move the needle to the percentage you trust your data. So if you only trust your data 50%, still move that needle 50% rather than moving that needle zero.
1: How did you feel about the delivery and your communication of that story?
0: I definitely think uh, it could be rehashed, um, reviewed better, I think, because it was fresh in my brain from being at work. It was, you know, better, but I have not practiced that very often. So definitely refinement was needed.
1: So there's a great lesson in there in itself. And the in the only, only difference I would have done was a change in words when you said, in hindsight, almost as if like, uh, I wish I could have changed it. It sounded a little bit pessimistic, you know, But in uh, in telling your stories in the future, you can say you're reflecting for the future. What I've learned was this. And for our listeners thinking like reflecting on the mistakes that I've made, I've strengthened them for the future. So almost there's a there's an inner confidence that comes from that as well as it should, because it's saying, hey, I've already made this mistake on someone else's dollar. So I'm not going to be making it again for you. I'm coming in with more experience and more wisdom. But I appreciate that you you were open to to sharing that story and and it's great because it goes to show how hard these are and how important they are to practice.
0: I appreciate the uh, optimism uh, there, you know, to me the the greater the burn, the more the memory. So I try to try to really pound it into my skull, that, you know, this is one area where uh, you miss the mark.
1: As long as you learn from it. So yeah, so a, a core question, a core part of these star stories is what they don't tell you is and and I think it plays a really great part when you're interviewing is to be able to talk about how you reflect and strengthen on what you've learned for the future. And because that's what the interviewer is really interested in hearing. And that's what anyone is really interested in hearing. Like let's learn from our stories and learn from our experiences. That's why we're here. We are learn it alls. We have a growth mindset. And that's what this podcast is all about. We have more to learn from everyone's story. And so with that, Caleb, we're about to wrap up this coffee chat. It's been awesome. I've got a, a bunch of good sips in here. I'm now feeling well hydrated to crush my training this afternoon. Um, as we wrap up, what's one question that you want to share with our LinkedIn heart and hard worker community?
0: My question would be, what skill or hobby are you intentionally working on today to help your future? You know, what are you doing in your free time that you're being intentional about versus letting social media, Netflix, flipping through your camera, uh, waste away at be intentional with your free
1: time. Love that, bringing home the, the theme of being intentional, being mindful, taking ownership, and it's just core to who you are. We also got a couple questions, and we're going to frame up the reflection for when we post it, but we can add this one to our LinkedIn Heart and Hard Worker community so folks can follow along, share their experiences, and be a part of growing together and making growth and developing more impactful, more meaningful together than to think that we have to do it by ourselves. We got some book recommendations from you, being that So Good You Can't Ignore by Cal Newport and Drinking, A Love Story by Carolyn Knapp. We'll include those two in the link description for the episode. And Caleb, wrapping this up, just love how you have been able to talk about your experience being intentionally uncomfortable, being mindful, taking ownership, and what that's meant in your life. It's been a pleasure to laugh, learn, and look back with you. And thanks for being a part of the Hard and Hard Work podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, Please help us empower more people and share these conversations by following, liking, and commenting on our heart and hard work community LinkedIn page. Your support, reflections, and feedback help us build more together and remind us of how much is possible when we take action with heart and hard work.